Well, praise God. We've been in a series, um, but I'm going to, you know, uh, take a little bit different direction, although it's related today. Uh, but let's look at Philippians 4, 6. Philippians 4, 6. Philippians 4, 6. Familiar verse of Scripture. How many of you know God's Word is living, powerful? It never loses its power. It never loses its depth. It is. You cannot exhaust His Word. This is what I had in my heart this morning. Let's look at verse 6. It says, Be anxious for nothing. For what? Nothing. What does that mean? No thing. Nothing. Amen. So when is there a good time to be anxious? Never. Well, surely, if this and this happened, anybody would be anxious. That's not what the Bible says. Now, we've all fallen short in this area. We've all messed up. But we can come up. We can come up. We can... We can realize, you know what? There's never a good time to be anxious. And it never helps anything. Have you noticed that? It just makes stuff worse. Uh, you know, if you're already dealing with something, like, you know, we're, we're seeing things in the world right now, there's a lot of stuff going on. Sickness, there's economy. you got world issues that have happened. There's a lot of different things. Anytime we get anxious about it, it's going to help nothing. It's going to make it worse. It will not do one thing to help the problem. Ever. God said, you know, the Holy Spirit, through the Apostle Paul here, says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let all your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Verse 8, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue or if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. So this, this word tells us what to think on. We need to understand there's a lot of stuff that we could hear, we could listen to, whether it, whatever source it comes from, that's not God. I mean, it could come from somebody else. Somebody's repeating something, and if it produces fear and anxiety, there's something wrong with that thought. It could be a fact. But how is that fact wrapped? What is it wrapped with? How are we looking at things? Because anxiety comes from looking at things not like God looks at them. Is God anxious? Do you get the idea that the Apostle Paul was anxious? He's saying be anxious for nothing. Is he a hypocrite? No. Well, when you, when you hear some facts, even if they're, you've got to be careful what's facts, what's not, though. There's a lot of hype. There's a lot of sensationalism sometimes, but there is reality. Okay, sometimes you hear a fact, but what is the, 
how do you, how do you, um, what's the context you're looking at that fact? You know, because you can see, okay, there's this fact. It looks like such and such. If you look at it in isolation, you can be tempted to fear. But if you put it in the context of God Almighty, there's a lot of things that just, they, they come down to where they're nothing. That's what we have to do, always, is put whatever we, we come in contact with up against the truth of God's Word. Amen. What's the, I mean, because God is not afraid. God is not small. We sang about it, but do we just sing about it or do we believe it? He's greater than anything. No matter what's in front of me, God's bigger. Right. Period. You can't, there's no qualification to that statement whatsoever. Amen. And it's an understatement. <laughs> bigger does not cut it. He's not like an inch bigger. He's not two feet bigger. He's not a thousand miles bigger. He's bigger than the universe, and we can't even comprehend that. When you look at your problem and then put it up against uh, him, you can't even see your problem. But if you just look at your problem, how many of you know, your problem could be not that big, but if you just look at it all the time to where it's like this, and that's all you can see, it looks pretty big. I can't see anything but my problem. The fact is, if I just zoomed out, looked at it compared to God, now I can't even see my problem. Because God is bigger. He's with us. He's for us. Context is everything. Everything that we're dealing with right now, you know, and there's certain elements of it that probably don't need to be the way they are. There's a lot of stuff that's just happened, and now we're in this position. Well, it is, but it's going to pass. Amen. I said it's going to pass. God's not falling off the throne. You know, as much as, um, because there's certain things that have happened, and we're in this position and, and in the world, regardless of how we got there, there are real circumstances and real ramifications now. You know, economically, like we were talking about, when you shut a bunch of stuff down, that affects people, that, those are businesses that are being affected. Those are people that were depending on something happening. Now, you know, they're, they're, it's shut down. That's, that's real. Now something, regardless of how we got here and regardless of the reality, we are dealing with real issues. Okay? And that, those are threatening if we look at them in just them. But it's not just them. God is on the throne. And regardless, this will pass. And God... Is, he's with us right now, and, and He is the one we need to look to, and we need to understand what to think about His thoughts. Go back real quick to verse 7. So let's just walk through this, actually. If you just go back, go back to verse 6. We'll walk through this. Be anxious for nothing. So the number one thing, don't be anxious, but what? Just don't be anxious, that, that's it? No. Don't be anxious, but... In everything, by prayer and supplication. Well, that means, okay, don't be anxious. Well, what do I do? Eat a bunch of food? <laughs> no. You know, go <laughs> binge watch a TV show? You know, I mean, what do I... There's all kinds of things. Well, I'm not going to be anxious, but I'm doing this. Really, I'm doing an anxiety. I'm... No, it says, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, 
with thanksgiving, being thankful, let your request be made known to God. It's like, God, this is pushing, but notice it's bringing it back and putting it right up against God, bringing it back, and with thanksgiving, thanking Him, putting Him in proper place for Him? No, for us. Putting, putting the context right that God's your God. And when you spend some time worshiping Him and saying, Lord, you are God of all. You created the heavens and the earth. Lord, you have saved me. And regardless of what happens on, on this earth, I'm going to heaven. I'm going to be with you. If this whole thing lasts another 50 years or whatever, eventually I'm going to be standing in heaven. Regardless, I'm winning. This, is, this isn't the end. I mean, we start putting it in context. And not only that, you want me to win now. You're bringing me over now. And I, this, we're going to come past and I'm going over and you're good. Well, that starts to put everything in, in, in perspective. It said, then let your request be made known to God. Well, that God you just magnified. That God you were just putting him up against your, your issue. And then it says, verse 7, The peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. It didn't say might. It said it will. Could we use some of this, you think, in the world right now? The peace of God which surpasses all understanding. That means, you know, you can't see certain things. If you're just looking at the problem, maybe you would be, you know, it could unsettle you. But it'll guard your hearts. Not only your heart, your mind. Why? Because you trust Him. Peace. Calm. Strength. He is a God that's limitless, and He's our Father. We, we know Him. We know Him. It said, Verse 8, finally, my brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, telling us what we're supposed to think on. So we have these thoughts come in from different people, like we were saying, but what are they wrapped in? It might be a fact, but if it doesn't come out on top, if the, if the, the, the result is not good, then why are we looking at it in a negative fashion? We got, we got to watch it. You say, well, that's just the truth. The truth, how? You know, think about it like in, in, in sports. If some team is really, really good, and you think there's no way we're going to beat them, but wait a minute, if I were playing, we would have no chance, but wait a minute, there's this other team that's even better. Now, it doesn't matter how good you are, this team is so much better. Now, in context, this is not a problem anymore. It's a fact. They're this and this and this, but it's also a fact you know, this other team is this and this and this and this and this. Well, that's what we have to look. Yeah, there's a fact. There's an issue. There's a problem. But God, I'm on God's team. He's with me. We're, we're not losing. We're going over. And it, but the devil tried, yeah, but this is true. That might be true, but there's stuff that can overwhelm it. Well, you're going to lose here. Yeah, but even if I did lose here, that the game's not over. I can, I can win here, here, and here. Well, yeah, but what if I die? If you die, you're going to see Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Praise God. I mean, for the Christian, you know, yeah, you missed your family, they're but you're gone. You're done with all this junk. That's not a bad thought. Well, there's stuff worse than death. This, we need to look at it in proper context. God can overcome anything. We just need to be in the right mindset and let Him realize He is greater, so much greater. Oh, yes. Yes. 
it, it, I like that word overwhelm. It doesn't matter what this is. God can overwhelm it to where, yeah, it looks like, you know, it doesn't matter if the other team scored one run if you scored 15. That, you know, it just doesn't matter. Oh, but this could happen. The devil tried to get you. Yeah, but if this happens, the end of the world. It's not the end of the world. If that, you know, you just steamroll it with the word of God and with his power. Whatever things are true. Is it true? Well, it's true. You have this fact, but what's the context? It's true. Yeah, it's true in this little thing, but God's bigger and he can smash that. That might be true. Yeah, I lost $500, but I just got 15000 in. I mean, what does it matter? Whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of a good report. See, a good report. We need to learn to look at stuff. Some people go, well, there's a 2 in 10 chance this might happen to you. That means there's 80% chance that's not going to happen. Any stat, oh my gosh, you know, there's, you, you realize, never mind, I'm not going to get into that. We need to understand there's so much positive we deal with all the time. We need to understand how to look at stuff. God is with us. Yes. He's yes. for us. Don't look at, see, if the devil, you will not go out of the house, and that's kind of ironic right now because a lot of people aren't, but I'm talking about even in quote-unquote normal circumstances, if you look on the slightest chance of anything happening, you won't do anything or go anywhere. In fact, staying at home, what's the chance of something happening there? I don't know, but if you focus on it, you're going to want to get out of the house, but then you get out of the house and there's all these other chances. You're done. You're going to be crazy. It's, it's what we focus on. There's a chance of, of something happening negative, whatever you do. We need to understand God is with us. There's so much good, though. Well, I might lose here, but I'm winning. God, God can make this up. He can help me come over. Sometimes we'll get so concerned and the devil will do this. He'll get you so focused on, well, you have this. This didn't go right. The word's not working. It'll push you on this to where you're so concerned with this little thing that didn't go the way you think that actually everything's pretty good. And if you just let that go, you would overcome that and go forward in no time. Yes. Well, this didn't go in a day. So-and-so said when they prayed, it was gone immediately. I'm failing. But the next day you're done and you're going on. It, you're over it. So what? Don't look on the fact that, well, it's not the right time period. I just, I'm not where I need to be. Do you realize those thoughts are from the devil? The good news is you're standing on your feet, you're over it. Okay. But I didn't get it by faith. I went to the doctor and this helped. It was just the medicine. You're well. Just keep focusing on the word of God and just hit the next thing. If he can get you focusing on this one thing, oh, you just didn't do this, and oh, by the way, you didn't do this, and oh, in that situation, it's going like that. You, you, we will go insane. That's what he wants you to do. You realize there are people, Brother Hagin would say this, you know how many people are in the insane asylum, what they used to call the insane asylum, because they think they committed the unpardonable sin? That's demonic. But what is it? You didn't do this right. You didn't do this right. You didn't do this right didn't do this right, you're going to go to hell. And they're saying, I don't want to go. I, 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 I want God, I want you. He's saying, oh, no, you're done. You're divided from God for eternity. And that will drive you crazy, and it has. Well, what is little, what's the, the smaller version of that? Well, you're not doing this right. 
well, you should know better by now. You've been, you've heard the word of faith. You've done this. You should be further. Where is that? We'll think that, see, Satan will try to tell you it's God. God doesn't talk like that. Do you knock a, a little two-year-old off, you know, when they're, or two-year-old's too old, you know, around a year old, they're tra- starting to walk. Oh, you're not walking well enough. Get up. You know, you should be walking fully by now. Would anybody, if somebody saw that happening, would, would that be a good thing or a bad thing? If, some, if somebody is a little one-year-old, ba- barely taking their steps, and, and somebody's get, you know, getting on their case and telling them they, they're, they're no good because they can't run. What kind of heart is that? You'd be like, what are you, crazy? What, where are you coming from? They're just learning to walk. God, what, what do you do when you see, come on, you've ever seen a one-year-old or nine-month-old or whatever start to walk? They take a step and then fall over. What, what, what's the reaction? Awesome job, good job, you did it, get up again. They get out of there smiling. And they're... God has that, that's his attitude. See, we'll look and go, oh no, this isn't going to happen, and I didn't, I mean, I didn't, I didn't get over this, how am I ever going to get over that? And you're looking at all the negative, and God's going, you're doing awesome, just get up and look at me and go on, you're fine. Amen. The anxiety will come from, what if this happens, what if, and I didn't do this, and oh no, I'm just, I'm such a failure as a Christian, and I haven't said this, that's all demonic. Yeah. I'm not saying you're possessed by a spirit, I'm saying it's coming from the devil. Right. And you know what it'll sound like? He'll try to make himself like, sound like God. And he'll quote scripture to you. I'm serious. He'll be like, well, you should be doing this by now. And we all know we can do better. So then it's like, well, you're right. That's true. I mean, and the thought will be, well, it's true, isn't it? Yeah, it's true. If you buy that, it might be a fact. But in light, God, just because you failed or you, you didn't do quite right, God has so much more, and the truth is, that might be a blip, but there's so much more. And if I get anxious over this, and I start getting all down about that, I am letting the devil whip me when he has no power to whip me. Amen. Praise God. So whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report. Can you go to the next one? If there are any virtue and anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Can you put up that sign? This is from, I've told you about this sign, but I took a picture of it. For the recording, it says not to spoil the ending, but everything is going to be okay. We got that sign in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. It's from a country store. Can you tell it? But it's, uh, they have all this country stuff, but we have that, and it's on our mantle now. But I saw that, and I was like, and we're on vacation here already. It's, this was years ago. But it's already, you know, you're just chilling. But it was just like, yeah. How many things have you come up against and gone through? And at the time, it felt like, oh, no. And you're past it. If you could go back to yourself then and say, you know, say, wait a minute, self, this is where you're going to be several years from now. Chill. What you think's a big deal, it's not a big deal. Just trust God. Enjoy life, because you can't get that back. 
The part you're going through now, you think there's no way. And we've all been there, haven't we? You've all been there where you're just, you know, whatever going on in your life. You're getting up, you're going to work, you're going to home, and it just, and then you're dealing with this other thing, or maybe work's the issue, or maybe it's health or whatever, and you're just like, when am I going to get by it? But when you start going to when am I going to get by it mode, all that time you're going through, you're not living it fully because you're, 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 in a sense, holding your breath till you're on the other side. You can't get it back. None of us can. That's why God said through the Apostle Paul, be, be anxious for nothing. Just take a deep breath. Go to God. Thank Him. And the peace of God will guard your hearts. Think on these things. Yeah, it'll pass. It will pass. Whatever it is. Like John Osteen said, would, would say, it, it came to pass. He said that's his favorite phrase in the, the Bible. It came to pass. <laughs> this, it, whatever, it, it'll pass. We, we, we need to understand God is a big God, and we're His children. Amen. And uh, He is on the throne. Yes. And He has got more than enough in every area. Amen. Amen. More than enough in every area. John 14, 27. You have that one? It's just down from, uh, just a few down from where we were. John 14, 27 says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Notice he said, let not your heart be troubled. Go back. He said, my peace I leave with you, my peace. We had a whole series on this last year. If you, it, you, it would be well worth your time to go listen to that. Just God's word is so rich. But his peace, walking in his peace. We had a series called My Peace. My peace, he said, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Jesus is saying this. He said, not as the world gives. Well, thank God for that. Do I give to you? Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. But notice it says, you don't let it. God, His power is toward us. His power is for us. All that He has, He's holding out His hand. And here He's saying, His peace is ours. But He said, I give it to you, but you need to let it work. He said, let not your heart be troubled. That means you could let it be troubled, but you're choosing not to. You're going to decide, I'm not going to be troubled. Why? Just because you're you know, playing mind tricks and you're a positive thinker? Well, that's better than not. But we're, because God is our source, God is our, our, our Father, and we love Him, and He loves us, and it's going to be okay. I'm not going to let my, and there's times you will be pressed. That's not a bad confession. You know, John 16, says, there is tribulation in this earth. 
but be of good cheer, I've overcome the world, Jesus said. So there's times when you'll be tempted to be troubled. If you think just because you're tempted, you're failing, again, that's a trick of the devil. You have a thought of fear, and the devil says, see, you're fearing. No, you cast that down, and don't let your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. That means you're going to be tempted to be afraid. That means you're going to be tempted to get out of peace, to be troubled. We all are. I said we all are. There's not not a person on this earth without problems. If you think, oh, so-and-so doesn't have problems, you just don't know their life very well. It might be that they have more problems than you even know about, but they're dealing with it differently, and they're walking through, and to look at them, you think they don't have any problems. But maybe they're choosing not to let their heart be troubled. We can choose to say, you know what, I'm not, this is not going to ruin my day or my week or my year or my decade. I'm going I'm to enjoy this time because this is the only day like this I get. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on, but that's what goes on. So what? I'm going to choose to do what God said. I'm not letting it get, trouble me, and I'm going to praise Him and just thank Him that He is the one I'm looking to. We're going over. I'm not going to be afraid. Neither let it be afraid. I don't care what my neighbor's doing or, you know, what somebody else is doing or somebody's saying. I'm going to trust him. And it takes discipline to take your mind off what somebody is saying if it sounds troubling and put it back on God. One way to sidestep that is just not to let the stuff come in in the first place. Because you don't, you know... Don't ever fall into this. You think, well, I'm strong enough. I can just listen to all this stuff. I mean, you, don't, don't get me wrong. You don't shut yourself off from everything, but be discerning. Because if you just think, well, I can just look at anything. If you listen to certain things or watch certain things, whether it's Christian or not, whatever area, if you listen to the lies they've listened to, they're deceiving people. So you let that lie into your head. Now you've got to cast it down. And it's arrogance to think, well, I'm, I'm just so far. I mean, it won't affect me. Don't put it in your head. Because it deceives somebody. Well, I'm a far enough Christian. I can just, I can look at all this, these other people, their opinions on something I've already said on the Word. Don't look at it. Because the problem is that gets in your head. What deceives somebody else, the devil's going to work. See, what if they're right? What about this? It'll undermine our faith. No, we need to keep our eyes focused on the Word. And what it said, Psalm 55, 22. Praise you, Lord. We thank you that you are helping us. It says, cast your burden on the Lord, and he shall sustain you. He shall never permit the righteous to be moved. Cast your burden on the Lord. You see this pattern? Come to God. Bring whatever it is to Him. Cast it on Him, and He'll do what? He'll sustain us. That means He'll keep you up. He'll keep you going. He'll bring you along. He said, the psalmist said here, He shall never permit the righteous to be moved or shaken. God is a big God. And He is our Father. We were talking about that a few weeks ago. Go back and listen to that if you, if you missed it. We spent a good amount of time. We need to be convinced 
He'll take care of us. 1 Peter 5, verse 6. Thank you, Lord. You are good. It says, Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon Him, for He cares for you. Humble yourselves under the hand, under the mighty hand of God. You realize His hand is mighty. He is a big God. That He may exalt you in due time, casting all your care on Him, for He cares for you. Cast all. How much of your care? All. Be anxious for nothing. Cast all your care. Now that takes work. Anybody that tells you different? I don't believe it. You're going to deal with stuff, and you need to cast it off. You're gonna have to, we have to be disciplined. It's, it's, um, it's, a, it's something that we have to on purpose do. Well, I wish this thought would leave me. We need to get it out, and we need to displace it with something which is God and His Word. Like we said, if all you're seeing is your problem and it's just, you know, that's, it's just circling. Everybody, anybody ever had a loop in your brain? Yeah. You see the same thing, hear the same thing over and over, and the, the devil bring you a video and just play it. And this is what's going to happen to you, and this is what's going to happen to you, and this is what's going to happen to you, and he'll show you a picture of it, and it just goes over and over. Well, if we're waiting for that loop to stop, it's not going to stop. How many of you know you can be at your place of business, you can be working and doing other stuff, and in the background that thing is just playing, just going. And it's not necessarily that slow, it's, you know. You may be talking, you go take a lunch break or take a break, and you're getting a drink or something, and then you're talking to somebody and blah, 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 and in the back of your mind, that thing is going. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You all know what I'm talking about. Well, if we're just waiting for that, to stop, we're wasting our time. We need to stop it, change the channel, throw that tape away, or whatever, you know, video, digital file, whatever, throw, get it, delete it, get rid of it, and start sh putting something that is based on God's Word, saying, God's bringing me over, this is what's going to happen. But there's this much chance you're going to fail. No, God's taking me over. And paint a picture of us in such you know, overwhelming victory, and look at that. Yeah, but that's a lie. This is what's going to happen. No, this is what's going to happen according to God's Word. We need to get serious about fighting off what the devil does because he's serious about it. <laughs> he's pushing, and if we're just like, no, just leave me alone, <laughs> just pull, he'll pummel you, get on top of you and pummel you then. It's working. Just, just keep... He's not, he's not powerful, he's not defeated, but, if, but we need, or he's defeated, he doesn't have any power over us, but we need to look and go, shut up, get out, that's not what's going to happen, yeah, it is, what, you know what's going to happen, shut up, God is my father, and he'll take me over. In the Amplified, this, this is awesome, in the Amplified, it says, uh, 5, 7, 1 Peter 5, 7, the Amplified Classic, it says, casting the whole of your care all of your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and 
for all on Him. All your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns on Him. For He cares for you affectionately and cares about you watchfully. He cares about you. Why are you doing it? Again, just because I'm, I'm a practicing positive thinking and I'm just going to not worry. Why would I not worry? Because I have a Father in heaven who knows me, who cares about me affectionately. That means He doesn't just like me. He really cares about me. He loves me. He watches what's going on. He knows where I am. And His power and resources are at my back to do what He's called me to do. That's why I'm not going to worry. Because He's got it. I'm just going to work with Him. It's going to be okay. Doesn't matter what. Well, the devil will tell you, no, it's not. You're just saying that. Yeah, I'm saying it because God's on my side and it's true. Now shut up and get out of here. God's bigger. God's bigger. God's bigger. He's bigger. Doesn't matter what you put up against Him, He's much, 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 much bigger. And just like you and I both have had times when it looked like you didn't know how you were going to get to the other side. But God brought you out. You need to go into the middle of your circumstance right now, regardless of what's pushing on us. And say, God will bring me out and this situation will look just like those other situations. I'll be sitting on the other side looking back and praising Him. So I'm going to start praising Him now and thanking Him. And act like He is God now. Not when I get to the other side. Amen. Well, once this is done, then I'll go back to normal life. We'll go through our whole life like that and be strung along by something. We can go and right now say, God, I trust you. You know, I'm tired of living until I get to the other side of something and you show yourself faithful, Lord. I believe you now. I'm going to trust you now. Doesn't matter if anybody else is... You know, running around and, and getting excited about certain things. I know that in my situation, you're taking care of me. You're going to take care of me. I'm just going to trust you. Well, what if such and such happens and this and this and this happens? Doesn't matter. I'm not going to be anxious about it and I'm trusting him. I'm ca I cast it all on him. Doesn't mean I don't have a part. I'm going to do what you tell me to do. Whatever you tell me to do, I'm going to do. But I'm not going to try to do everything. I'm not going to try to control everything. I can't. I'm just going to do what you tell me to do and trust you and thank you that you're bringing me through. Bringing me over. Bringing me to the other side. In Romans 8, 31. Romans 8, 31. God is a faithful God. He is a good God. He now... Now, right now, God is a good God. There is no, no situation that somehow we come up against and somehow He's not going to be able to bring us through and bring us over. What then shall we say to these things? Romans 8, 31. If God is for us, who can be against us? See, if He's for us, it doesn't matter what's against us. You could say what? It doesn't matter what's against us. It doesn't matter what its name is. It doesn't matter what other people say about it. It doesn't matter. I said it doesn't matter. If God is for us, who? The question is, who can be against us? Nothing, it doesn't matter. Who can, if nothing can be against us and overcome. 
Well, there's this situation, this situation. You, you know, you're going down. No, God's for me. Going over. Verse 32, he, did, he who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword, or you can name any number of things. Any disease? Any economy taking a dip? What's going to separate us from the love of God? He's naming all these things that would be catastrophic. Famine? Nakedness? Peril? Sword? War? The answer is nothing. Verse 36, as it is written, for your sake, we are killed all day long. We are accounted for, as sheep for the slaughter. Verse 37, yet in all these things, what things? All the list he just said. Everything. Doesn't matter what the name is. We are more than conquerors through him. Notice it's not just through you. Now this is a critical point. Because even if you know God, and even if you've walked in faith, you can get the big head and start acting like, well, it's my faith, it's this, we're, I'm doing it. You, get, you better have that last part of it. You are, we are more than conquerors, not period. Through Him who loved us. He loves us. He loves us. Why am I going to be at peace? Because he loves me. Why can I cast my care on him? Because he loves me. Why can I be anxious for nothing? Because he loves me. And I'll come to him and just say, Lord, what about it? Here you go. Cast your burden on him and he'll sustain you. Notice it's not you and you exercising everything. Now you need to do something. You need to believe that he is all these things we're saying. That's faith. Faith is not that hard. Faith isn't, I'm going to do all this myself. See, now you're take, putting it on you. You need to look at him. And look at how much he loves us, that he loves you. And say that, I believe it. You, see, when you look at a situation and go, well, I don't know how to do this, but you do, and I'm going to believe you, that's faith. That's how it'll, you'll get through. If you think you have to do it, you're done. But don't forget the through him. You're more than a conqueror. We are all these things, in other words, no matter what is thrown at us, we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any created thing, other created thing, shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing will separate us from His love, and we are overcoming. It said, we are more than conquerors. In the Young's literal translation, it says, but in all these things, we more than conquer. 
We more than conquer. That means we don't just barely get by. That's what we're saying when we talk about overwhelming. Something may have happened, but you more than conquer it. You crush it. I like that. Something came at you and boom, you knocked it down, you know, through the floor. You just didn't slam it down. You put it, you know, ever see those cartoons? They don't just go through the wall. They go through, they're up against the wall. They go through the wall and through the next wall and through the next wall and through the next wall and then off the cliff. That's like, I didn't just smash you. I pulverized you. That's what, when we look at something coming against us, is like, no, this is not the end. God is on my side, and we are more than conquerors. We will more than conquer. Well, when you're conquering, you're already smashing it. When you are more than conquering, you're destroying it. In the Amplified, it says, Yet amid all these things, we are more than conquerors and gain a surpassing victory through Him who loved us. Surpassing. That means you bring that at me. Oh, wait, here we go. We're going to knock you. You're going to be sorry you did that. That's our attitude towards the devil. You think that's going to take me out? You are sorely mistaken. We are going to look back at this and this is going to be a distant memory because we are going to be so far on top. Amen. In the Passion Translation says, Yet in the midst of all these things, we triumph over them all, for God has made us more than conquerors. He's made us more than conquerors. And over everything, we'll triumph. And we'll win, and we'll win, and we'll win, and we'll win, and we'll win. Through Him. Amen? No reason to be scared. No reason to be anxious. No reason to be afraid. No reason to tremble. The devil's a liar. He's a loser. We're in God's army. We don't know everything that's going to come, but one thing we know, we're going to win. Hallelujah. Go ahead and stand to your feet.